With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to the Sunday show of We Are Not Cattle Radio. I am your host, Jake Counts, and this will be the the fourth voyage into cyberspace and into the blog talk radio atmosphere, blasting to you guys from Atlanta, Georgia. So I do want to cover a couple of things from last week just to get everybody caught up. Uh, Last week I talked about the alternative power structure, which some may or may not be aware of, and it consists of um, power families, corporations, and um, and how those two entities will steer the overall agenda of nations and have steered the overall agenda of, of our nation, actually. So that's why when you see uh, somebody like George Bush get up there and have preemptive wars and torture and secret arrests and stuff like that. That stuff just continues when you get a Democrat, like Barack Obama. He expanded wars, went to preemptive war, signed the NDAA, torture, secret arrests, you name it. So, like I said last week, you know, whether you want vanilla or chocolate, you're still getting ice cream, so it doesn't matter at the end of the day. The packaging is just different, but the overall agenda just keeps charging ahead. So, the breakdown of the show this week is going to be touch on the news first, and then my topic is going to be freedom as it pertains to your body. And for those of you that don't know, I'm going to get you um, get you kind of up to speed on some of the things that are going on behind the scenes. Um, some people have been fighting for a very long time for certain portions of what we're going to talk about as far as food safety and and health and and having the information and um being informed enough to know, you know, what kind of decision I'm making, what kind of what kind of chemicals that I'm going to put into my body. So, just diving right into the news. This is an actual article from a couple of weeks ago and it piggybacks on on the topic for today. It's um Bill Gates and Monsanto for for some of you that don't know, Bill Gates is um, in his foundation purchased 500,000 shares of Monsanto, and Monsanto is the leading producer of genetically modified organisms throughout the entire planet. So it's an interesting it's an interesting mix, if you will, of somebody that's a quote unquote philanthropist that buys out a large portion. He's actually now the largest. 
single shareholder of Monsanto, buys out a, a large portion of this company that is at best I would consider them a marginal company as far as their morals and as far as their economic responsibility to the planet. Monsanto actually has seeds that will purge themselves after their first growing season to encourage farmers to buy their product again. And they also, like I said, are the leading producer of GMO um, crops. So that's the topic for today, so we'll get into that here in a little bit. But it's just an interesting read when you read about the bill, uh, just kind of highlights of the article, talking about how they've you know purchased this large sum of um, Monsanto, and it goes into a little bit about Monsanto's little background. But I think the I think the real goodie that um, that you can see from this is, you know, Bill Gates loves he loves vaccines, he loves. Um, population control and population reduction. If you guys you know, remember, gosh, it was a few years back, you can actually pull it up on YouTube where he said that, um, yeah, if we can just take Granny off of life support, we'll be able to hire 10 teachers and all the teachers are clapping, yay, yay, that's great. So he's um, he's an interesting character to say the least, not to say that he is not a bright human being because he is. But um, you you really have to wonder when you start putting large corporations together, especially t- two with with less than credible backgrounds as far as privacy goes, with um, with Microsoft and and Monsanto as far as overall well being of um of their consumers, it just makes for an interesting an interesting venture together, I guess, if you will. The next topic is the the Syria and the talk that they have weapons of mass destruction now. Now I'm not a huge fan of Assad. I I'd actually like to see him out of there, but once again this goes into our foreign policy going around the world being the policeman of the world and I'm still waiting for the WMDs from Iraq. You know, George Bush had that little that little speech where He's standing up at the pulpit, and he looks under the pulpit. Nope, no WMDs over there, and everybody just laughs about it. You know, you sent people off to war. You sent a country off to war because you said that there was credible evidence that we have weapons of mass destruction, and and we still to this day haven't seen them. So it's it's interesting to see the same the same propaganda, if you will, getting rolled out again. Um, over in Syria, and the article, you know, talks about how that this is just a great clip right here. Here's part of the propaganda. It says Syria is believed to have had substantial chemical weapons program, which includes mustard gas, uh, nerve gas, and sarin gas, as well as biological weapons. Well, it came out um, a couple weeks ago that. That England's actually starting to think about using mustard gas on rioters. So, search engine that if you will. But you'll you'll get BBC articles about it. And um, you know, I don't see us going into um, I don't see us going into England saying, hey, you guys need to um, you guys need to kind of roll this back a little bit. No, it's okay. I mean, they're on our side. You know, Syria's right over there, strategic stronghold near Iran. So we got to get in there. I mean, once again, Assad is not good. But then you got to wonder why we're putting our troops in the harm's way and what we're really trying to accomplish here. 
and and being the world police is not going to get us anywhere but get us into rough shape and and diminish our already just horrendous foreign policy as it's viewed around the world. Um, the next topic is talking about the Iran situation and, and oil prices, and this comes from one of my favorite art resources, which is uh, Zero Hedge. Um, the Zero Hedge is a publication the gentleman writes under the name of Tyler Durden. But um, they're they're mainly an investment group that they, they talk about the issues that don't get pushed to the mainstream and what's really behind all the all the aggression that you see in the Middle East and the destabilization and you know the Arab Spring and all those things. So he gets into what's what's really gonna be the meat and potatoes and and the financial side of things here. Talking about, you know, gas prices are are going to um are gonna go up and we just hope that he even says, and I quote, we hope that our readers stock up on gasoline because things are about to get uglier and which means more expensive. So when when you talk about shutting down the Strait of Hormuz, which which 20% of the world's oil goes in and out of on a daily basis, it gets it gets very dicey. Especially when the majority of it goes to to Europe, not a lot of it goes here to the United States, but you know Europe relies heavily on that. And when the with the warmongering coming out lately, you're, you're just going to see things escalate. You're going to see prices at the pump go up. I mean, you saw. I mean, here in Georgia, just over the last three days, it it's almost like clockwork. About fifteen to twenty cents a day, depending on which gas station you look at. And it just keeps popping up and popping up and popping up. So, you know, tensions are getting a little high over there. And and the sanctions aren't working. So history would lead us to believe, since history is a pretty good barometer of what's going to happen in the future, you know, history states that what's going to happen is you're going to have economic unrest. You're going to have currency wars. Which you saw months ago with with the euro and the dollar just doing the the seesaw battle between one another. Then you're going to see trade wars, which you're seeing now, and then you're going to see real wars. That's the way that it's always run, and that's the status quo. I had an interesting thing happen to me the other day. I had somebody that that told me that they would they wish that we would just carpet bomb Iran. Because then that way it'll just be over with, and I and I won't have to hear about it anymore. And that's kind of the philosophy that you get here in the United States is that, you know, the propaganda machine gets going so bad and it gets you know blaring so loud. You know the drums of war. I mean, almost every day you can see on, on Drudge or, or on Fox News, there's going to be some kind of hype with war with Iran. Well, and that's the stance that some of the American public has taken. It's we're so accustomed to we're so accustomed to wars that we just we just want it to be over with. Oh gosh, just get it over with. Just get it over with. When really we should be dialing it back and just like what Ron Paul says every time he gets up on every time he gets the platform, he says we don't have any money to do this. We're broke. We we can't keep doing this. So 
it's just some, like I said, food for thought. This broadcast is not about infotainment. This is about getting people to think about what is really going on in the world today and what we need to do as a nation, as a community, and as an individual to make a difference. Because we're the only people that are going to make a difference. And I, I really wish I could recall the direct quote of Maya Angelou, but she said that the as soon the only time that you believe that you are powerless is when you believe you don't have any. When the people believe that they're powerless, they don't realize their own power, and the people actually have the power, just like the Constitution says, the first line, we the people. So once again, we, we're leaving it up to the bureaucrats, and we're leaving it up to to people that have special interests involved in order to you know drive our agenda as a nation, which is the exact opposite of how it should work, but that's the situation we're in. So just got to kind of push through it and, and, and try to change it from within and get active. So, all right, so the main topic for today was going to be freedom as it pertains to your body. The first thing I would like to get into would be the the vaccine side of things. Now, vaccines are the biggest double-edged sword you could possibly get. Vaccines will will be a blessing, much like they were with polio, and, and amongst others, smallpox. You don't see anybody dying from smallpox. You don't see anybody dying from from polio anymore. So, once again, they they can be a blessing. But what you're seeing now is with the emergence of big pharma and the pressure that they can put on to people in order to get laws passed, it, you're starting to see some of these vaccines you know with clinical trials that actually end up hurting people and even killing some of the some of the patients. You're starting to see some of these things get rammed through and you and you kind of think that maybe, just maybe, it has something to do with the backings behind it, the money behind it. So the first article is talking about the HPV Gardasil is going to be recommended for boys. And uh, I heard the other day that there was um, this this high schooler was walking around. He had a little Band-Aid on his arm. And my friend asked him, I said, what, um, what's your Band-Aid for? And he's like, oh, I had to get my HPV shots. I had to get my Gardasil shots because I'm going off to college. So, you know, Gardasil is one of those real – it's a galvanizing topic in the fact that that there are a lot of people opposed to it because there have been, there have been documented cases. And even the CDC says it on their own site, and that's what I link to, that there have been documented cases of death. It's upwards of 70 deaths that have actually occurred from the Gardasil shot amongst other – side effects and it says 90% of them are are mild or moderate whereas you know death to me is pretty severe now obviously you're always going to run some kind of risk and the vaccine is is there to you know help the masses but at the end of the day what i'm scared about is having big pharma team up with government and saying that this is going to be a mandate, much like they've said in California that this is actually going to be a Gardasil is going to be mandated that every every teenager gets vaccinated. So if you get vaccinated with this this Gardasil shot and and your kid ends up dying, what is, what does that do for you? I mean, 
at, at some point we have to assume some some type of risk. We're not we're not invincible. Well, my friend from Jamaica said the it's probably the greatest quote I've ever heard from anyone because he grew up down there and he said that you know in every other country death is an inevitability. But here in the United States, it's sold as something that you can almost dodge. And so you have these different methods of dodging it, whether it's vaccines or whether it's vitamins or whether it's you know going to a bunch of specialists. So it's – once again, it, it's it's a very broad galvanizing topic, but it's something we all need to talk about. So – you know, piggyback on to who benefits. I uh, I linked to an article that was back in 2008, talking about how how much revenue Gardasil brought in back in 2008, and that's only when it was administered to a small portion of the population, a small portion of the of of the um, of the girls out there. So it was a 1.5 billion dollar industry four years ago. Or 1.5 billion dollar, you know, revenue generator for Merck f- four years ago. So, so if you can get the not only the girls to take it, but the boys to take it, you know, obviously you're going to increase your profit margin. But at at what risk? And then again, if you can mandate it, now you've probably tripled your profit margin with this, or tripled your revenue with this specific. You know, with this specific item that you have that you can put on the marketplace. So, as I said before, it, it really is a double-edged sword, and we need to have open discussion about it. But at the end of the day, we also need to dial it back. And and this is something I'm probably going to mention every show. Just talk about who benefits, or think about who benefits, and then see if the answer isn't going to be at the end of the day if the answer is not going to be a a mutual benefit between between the the person that's actually administering the vaccine and the recipients of the vaccine then it need then we need to have an ongoing debate about it and that's just the simple facts so now i'm just going to get into something that i am very passionate about and I think that everybody else should be passionate about because it is the elephant in the room. Is anybody wondering why the American public is obese? Is anybody wondering why there has been a increased amount of stomach problems, bowel problems, you know, all of these things, cancer rates exploding? And it's, you know, it's partially due to, or the majority is probably due to our diet. But then again, encompassed in our diet is what are we eating? What are we digesting? I put in a a link to what um, GMOs are as far as Wikipedia goes, so you can read the definition of GMOs. But basically, it's a, um, it's something that's been altered genetically to, to produce a desired outcome. Whether it's salmon that grows twice as fast as as regular salmon, whether it's you know GMO corn that can be resistant to pesticides, whether it's soybeans that are resistant to Roundup, go look that up. That that triggered me about a year ago to start really diving into to GMOs, where I saw that 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 Monsanto came out and they had this 
great new product. It was called Roundup Ready Soy. And they can actually plant soy and then spray it with Roundup. And if you look at the back of a Roundup um, container or just like the little sprayer, it tells you not to ingest it. Well, I mean, granted, you're you're spraying it onto the to the soy, and then you're probably going to wash it or what have you. But that stuff's still getting into the soil. It's going to get into the roots of the plant, and then we end up eating it. So you have to think outside of the first level of, a, of what's really going to go on, and what's the impact going to be to me and my body, and and how is this going to affect me? Now, the GMO salmon. Um, was was something that that I I thought was very interesting. It was just a science. It was a, a Science Daily article that talked about the dangers of mixing or having GMO salmon anywhere near a near a wild breed of salmon and what it could do. Now these GMO salmon that they're coming up with and they're splicing. They they have don't worry they say they have everything covered in the fact that they can they can manipulate not only the fertility of of the um, of the salmon itself they basically they farm them and then they make them sterile but then they said that they can genetically alter the uh, the gender so they can catch them early enough to where they'll make all the males females and vice versa. Or not vice versa. They'll just make all the males females, and and then you won't have to worry about um, you won't have to worry about breeding because they'll all be females. So the article does get into uh, a little bit more in depth as far as what the possible outcomes could be, and and what the ramifications could be if something like this got out, and it actually could extinct an entire population, and then all you have are the GMO salmon not the wild salmon that have actually existed on this planet for for eons. So the uh, the next article that I did want to get into is talking about the the genetically modified seeds need a new home. Well, basically they don't need a home, they need a roommate. So Monsanto makes this seed and they also have rules set aside for farmers that you have to plant one row or not one row you can plant your your regular crops that you that you have your GMOs on but then you have to create next to it another pad if you will of non-GMO and that's for the insects so the insects don't get they don't get um they don't become immune to the pesticide that's actually in the GMO so so it's it's good for the insects to eat the non-GMO stuff. But the GMO stuff with the pesticides and stuff, that's the stuff that we get. So it's it's really interesting. Once again, you got to take it at second layer instead of first. So so why are they so concerned about the insects? Well, the honeybees are dying out, those types of things, and they're really starting to point the finger at GMOs. So the way that the GMO guys counter this is they they create a, you know, a non-tainted section or a you know like like I said a non-GMO section where they grow the the rest of their crops. So that's the ones that the insects will go for and that's the one that all the animals and stuff will go for is the non-GMO stuff because it's actually been proven in studies that that pigs and cows won't eat GMO food. They just won't. Their olfactory nerves are so much better than ours. They smell that they're like this is not something that I want to have in my body. 
and even if they do eat it, it has massive side effects, you know, stillbirths, you know, the the younger cattle and the and the younger pigs just end up dying out, sudden infant death syndrome for for animals. So there's a lot of stuff to to go under with that. But once again, it's okay for us to eat it, but you don't want to be giving that to your livestock. And the last article talks to that same it's the same talking point, the dangers of it. So, you know, I did want to give you guys some some idea of what's going on out there and some supporting documentation because this is a conversation that we need to have. And for those of you that, that want to have that conversation, I'll uh, go ahead and give out the uh, the number to call in. It's uh, 602-753-1916. So for any of you listening live that want to just weigh in or want to ask me some questions on, on what my thoughts are moving forward with all this information or just got a comment about the show, how we can make it better, you know, please let me know. But at the end of the day, like I said, this is a conversation that needs to be had. The conversation about GMO, the conversation about vaccinations, the conversation about about large government in bed with special interests driving an agenda that is not for the people. And the people have just become so decadent that they just accept it. They just say, well, that's the way it is. You know, once again, going back to that quote, and I really wish I had it directly because I'm going to butcher it, but, you know, the the only way that you don't have power is if you don't think you have any. If you don't get out there and talk to somebody about this, if you don't get out there and and start spreading the information, whether it's about my show or whether it's just doing a little bit of research on your own and giving it to somebody, give somebody some information We've become so isolated with the in, with the invention of the internet and with with the ease that we can actually move around in society and not really have to interact with anybody. You know, self checkouts, the whole nine. You don't have to interact with anybody, so you can just stay in your own little world and not get involved and not get exposed to what's really going on around you. Which, once again, for some people that are introverted, is probably a great thing. But even the introverts are going to have to really start taking a look at themselves because this stuff is going to come in faster and faster and faster. The only reason I say that is because when I became aware of this, I don't want to say in its agenda per se, but it sure does feel like it. You know, when you have UN Agenda 21 is is out there talking about, you know, an agenda for the 21st century about planned cities you know, planned rationed food cards, the whole nine, and then you see stuff getting rolled out with the GMOs, and Bill Gates says that this is the only way that we're going to be able to save the planet is by giving people GMOs. And then on the other hand, he talks about forced population reduction and population control. Now, if you go to my website, www.wearenotcattle.net, there's a great video on there and it's the top video that I that I post onto my actual first page and it goes into the fact that we're actually not even replacing our population. You know, especially in America, most most families are having 1.2 kids. Well, what's that mean? If you have a if you have a father and a mother, that's two people that only have 1.2 kids. Well, you're not even 
that's not even at replacement rate. You're not even replacing your own personal life on this planet. So you're going to see propaganda get rolled out. And when you see it, remember that I told you about it because it's coming. You're going to start seeing the World Bank and you're going to start seeing the IMF and all these other huge organizations that talk about global sustainability and they'll talk about global governance, but they do it for the benefit of the people. Now, you've got a bunch of power-grabbing, power-hungry liars that are telling you that we're going to control everything that you do and it's for your benefit. Because without you doing this, that's going to put the entire world into collapse. Which is, it it might actually happen. It might be a, a, a valued, a, I mean it might be a valid statement, but then again, I'm not going to give all my tax money and I'm not going to give up my rights as a human being and my rights as a citizen to just give it to somebody that's proven liars. These guys are proven liars. And and it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me why why some of the population will believe that these guys are in it for your interest. Once again, it goes back to the problem reaction solution, the order out of chaos. This is what the ruling class and the people that are really in charge, they want to destabilize the entire globe. And the way that they can do it is through the Middle East. They can destabilize the Middle East. That puts gas prices astronomical. They close the Strait of Hormuz. You're going to see gas prices at seven, eight, ten bucks. That'll cripple the U.S. economy even further. And then they'll let it simmer like that for about a year or so. And then they'll come in and pose as the saviors with the world government and all that stuff. So just remember, remember when I told you this. They're going to pose as the saviors. They're going to create the crisis. So when world government is announced as your problem, the buyers to take over your rights, that's going to save everything. Remember that that is not the way to go. Tune in next week, everybody. Remember, get informed, get a friend, and get involved. Look for a show Wednesday night, 9.30, same time. I hope you guys enjoyed the broadcast. Get it out to all your friends. Let's get this thing going viral. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.